Hola, you're listening to In Your Piel or In Your Skin, a skincare podcast highlighting POCS editions, beauty professionals, and everything in between. I'm your host, Claire, and I'm here to help you feel empowered, find services near you, and learn about other POC beauty professionals that are doing big things in the industry. I'm an esthetician, digital marketer, polyglot, and I'm obsessed with all things globalization and skincare. I founded the brand Beauty Traducia, where I share skincare tips in a multilingual context, and I met so many amazing estheticians of color in the process. Finding beauty professionals of color is a common struggle on social media, and for this reason, I'm looking to highlight those that may look like you and can resonate with the struggles of being a POC in industries where inclusivity isn't always top of mind. This is a space where I look to share their story, new product launches, and talk about what we love most in the industry. If you're ready to find beauty professionals that can resonate with your story and maybe learn bits of a foreign language when possible, you are on the right show. Hello and welcome to another wonderful episode of In Your Piel. Today I'm really excited. The guest I'm going to feature today, she's really inspiring. She has a great story. And I'm sure a lot of you are going to resonate with you, with her, what she's going to talk about. She's Latina. She lives in Wisconsin. She owns her own business. And I just want to know how she made all that happen. So welcome, Lourdes, to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I'm very excited to be here and talk to you guys today about um, how I'm doing here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, <laughs> as a Latina esthetician. That's great. So, Lourdes, why don't we start off talking about what made you want to become an esthetician? So, honestly, I always wanted to work in the beauty industry. I remember being little, and my mom was never one to put makeup on or anything. Very sencilla, very just, you know, she was a homemaker. My dad was always working. Stuff, but she would always like do my hair and my trenza and pull my hair back and stuff. And I always would see like other aunts that they would like do their makeup and stuff. I was like, oh, I want to do stuff like that one day. And you know, just I always thought that Latina women, either if they put makeup on or not, they were always just look so beautiful. Like to me, it's mm -hmm. always been like we're all so different. But I would see like some of my family members, no makeup, nothing like that. They look really really good and it was just the stuff they would do to take care of their skin mm -hmm. so my upbringing was very just you know very simple but then once I was um, I started working nonprofit for a while and um, I was always like helping people that was my job my my job was to put goals together for families and help them obtain their goals so I would sit there and I'd be like oh, I really wish I could um, go back full time and actually you know, do this for a living, like skincare and just beauty. And um, so then one day I was working at a nonprofit, um, like on the other side of, of where I live, like on the north side. And I was just kind of just like, this isn't for me anymore. Um, so my husband was like, well, go back to school, do whatever you want to do. And, and I'm like, well, it's, I'm, I'm going to have to stop working because it's like a full-time program. Do it. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's fine. Like, we're fine. Like, uh, you know we can manage so I went back to school and I remember um I ended up just you know 
quitting my job within like two weeks. And then they put me on a wait list. So I was still working. And then they called me and they were like, well, we have a space for you, but you have to come at night tomorrow. And I was like, well, I can't. I, I couldn't do that either. You know, it was just like mm-hmm. my conscience was like, it. yeah, like I can't just leave everything hanging. Like I had like a big job. I was like an Earthia coordinator for uh, a Head Start program. So I ended up just telling them and then um, they were like, well, you can come in like next week. And um, I told my employer and they were like, that's fine. They were like, so um, I started going to school and I was in love. Um, I enjoyed everything about um, the school I went to. It's um, MATC. They have a skin spa there. Um, I ended up um, staying there eventually as a tutor. So I also tutor there. And recently, I just graduated from their instructor program. So I'll be getting my instructor license. (laughs) I'm really excited about that. Um, Because one of the things that we talk about with other instructors is that everything gets thrown when you're in school. And then you're just like, okay, I want to do this, that. I want to, you know, just do everything. But Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard to remember how to do everything. So everything needs to be practiced. And um, so I feel like when students are out, there's all these companies that are just like, oh, yeah, come and take a class with us, like $3,000. Or we were looking at a, recently we were looking at one of the schools downtown, and it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's a lot of thousands of dollars for mm-hmm. just three classes that we're like, you could. You know, that to me, it's like it's kind of like taking sometimes from the students because it's stuff that should have been taught in exactly inside yeah. of there. So I'm like, so then these students have to pay $11,000 for three classes like that I learned during the program I, I was in. Like, it's crazy to me. So mm-hmm. one of my goals um, is to definitely help students once they're out to actually be able to take courses and it be affordable for them you know yeah. and be there to help support them because even as a tutor there's only so much I can do because there's 14 students in there and yeah. four hours <laughs> per class you know so um, I did take a little break from tutoring to be able to finish that and study for my exam because I get all these like tests but um, I'm really excited about that. So I think what made me want to go into the beauty industry was definitely just um, kind of giving back in a way. It sounds weird, right? But um, no, it doesn't. Because it, it, you know you're in here and you're helping people and you're listening to their 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 life sometimes, and you kind of build bonds and relationships with these, these clients, and some of them become your friends. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty pretty awesome um, that. We get we get to have that, you know. Not everybody gets to build those type of relationships with people where they trust you and they just see you like maybe one, one you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I definitely think that our industry is is similar to a lot of other career professions. I used to work at a gym. And I would tell the trainers, look, our our jobs aren't really aren't that different. We're helping people get better habits and learn where to spend their money, learn where to invest their money. 
They're just like, oh, well, I never thought of it that way. I thought you guys are just like the the airheads and, the, and they're popping people's pimples. You right. guys are actually smart. And I'm just like, oh, thank you. Right? Like they, they forget we have to take all these other like chemistry classes and stuff. Yeah. And we're like, no, there's a lot more to, you yeah, know, ingredients and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Lourdes, maybe you can go into a bit of detail. Um, there's a lot of skincare brands out there, but I mean... It, within our within our community, home remedies are just still so popular, and it's frustrating because they even though they're natural, they can be harmful. So I feel like the brands they're partly to blame because of a lack of education and the lack of just understanding. And they think, oh well, if people don't have the money to buy our products, then we're not going to teach them anything. Kind of thing. I th- I think there needs to be like an attitude mm-hmm. shift. Yeah, but um. What do you want to see from skincare brands in, in regards to reaching more Latina consumers? I think that we definitely need a lot of this stuff to be translated into different languages because I feel like we have clients that are Spanish, right? And that's something I'm actually going to work on through this, this that next couple of months is actually um, my website translating everything because I feel like it takes me a little longer when I'm in here and I'm trying to you know, say stuff in Spanish, translate everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of miss stuff sometimes. Oh, I should have added this, that, or whatever. Um, so I think that, that a lot of stuff needs to be in um, different languages. Have more, you know, Latinas out there representing these brands, educating um, clients. Um, and maybe even from us, the estheticians, what we can do is have like little like educational sessions for our clients, mm-hmm. you know, like, monthly like, like hey it's a ladies night skincare night coming in and yeah, that's, products. that's so cute yeah, yeah but maybe not and sometimes it's hard because then it comes to that whole thing like people think you're trying to push products on them and I I'm, I'm gonna be very honest with you I am not a salesperson <laughs> like it's really hard either I, I hated doing that yeah. yeah I hated doing that yeah and I and I feel like I I I slowly introduce them. I always give my clients at least three samples. Like at least I always do it. And I don't know. I just feel like mm-hmm. this is what you like. This is what I want you to start with. And like slowly start, you know, telling them well, like, you know, one of the affordable brands that I use is Inscript. I love it. Um, and Color Up is a CBD brand. I love those brands. Um, they're, you know, they're a little, sometimes a little pricier, but um, certain products, but I tell them like, if you use the amount, the correct amount, and what I'm telling you to do, and you're coming for your treatment, it's gonna last you, you know, the certain amount of time that you need. So I definitely think that it's also part of our job to educate our clients on how to use things, um, products, and how to, um, how this is gonna actually help them in the long run because it's just like it's a, it's an investment. When they're coming in here, they're trusting us with everything. They're investing their money into their skin. And, you know, we're here to help them. So I think it's very important mm-hmm. that we educate them too, you know, and um, and I wish that skincare brands would definitely start, um, you know, representing other cultures more and um, having those, um, you know, pamphlets in Spanish or other languages, not just Spanish. What I speak, but uh, you are speaking my language. I'm I'm a translator, so okay. I understand. I work I work in globalization, so I understand the need 
do this and to communicate with people in other languages. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. This is perfect. <laughs> definitely. I think that that's a, it's, that would be a definitely a deal for a lot of companies. Um, mm-hmm. Because, they're, you know, Latinas, we like to we like to look good. Like, a lot of my clients, mm-hmm. you know, you know, somos bien coquetas. You know, we want to mm-hmm. we wanna look good. And, um, and they're willing to... to to invest their money in the right products, but we just have to make sure that we're, you know, delivering the message correctly to them. And I think that that's the first step. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And maybe you could go into a little bit more detail about just, uh, I mean, you talked a little bit in the beginning about the women in your family and how they were always doing their skin and, and, mm-hmm. and making themselves look beautiful. But what else about your culture really reinforce the the idea that look I really want to do this I want to work in skincare I want to help people kind of thing um a lot of times I would see my mom she would go like get waxed and stuff right and then I like they like burnt her her skin like right here and I'm like you know she was just no and um, in my head, I'm like, you know what? We're very, there's not a lot of Latinas that do this, especially in Milwaukee. It's not, um, you know, mm-hmm. right above Wisconsin's right above um, Chicago. So, um, you know, it's not a lot of, there is a lot of Latinos here. But I think that there wasn't a lot of Latino representation in the beauty industry now. I do see a mm-hmm. lot more now. Um, so, it's not like Miami. No, I definitely no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. not. So I think that um, for me it was that like I wanted to be able to see the las mamas, you know, see las abuelitas, and see somebody that looks like them and speaks their mm-hmm. language and make them feel comfortable. You know, I that's what I really, really wanted. I wanted them to feel comfortable because there's there were so many times I I would be like. If they would feel comfortable, like my mom, would, I would take her someplace. She's like, I know, like, no, porque no, no hablan español. Mm-hmm. No hablan inglés. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and it was just so. So for me, it was that I wanted, I wanted to for them to see somebody that looked like them, somebody that looked like their daughter, somebody that looked like, you know, their cousin, whatever, and feel comfortable. That was my goal. <laughs> Absolutely. No, like I was telling you, I have a consult service and I have helped a lot of the people with their, their parents that don't speak English well enough. And I give them the consult in Spanish and it's no big deal. Yeah. And they're so grateful afterwards and they're saying, oh, we need more people doing this. We need more Latinas doing this. Sure. Let's build it. Let's right. build an empire. Yeah. Let's get something started. Let's connect. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I need, I need the help. I only have 24 hours in a day. Right. So many of us. But yeah, I think that. But you're doing a great thing, too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying. Uh, maybe we could talk a bit about... So I've been an esthetician since 2017. I've definitely learned things. I There's t- definitely things that I wish that I was told right after I got my license, right after I passed the state board. But for you, since you're in such kind of like a predominantly white area of the country, I'm wondering what are some things that you wish you would have known about the industry and kind of your, your market before you started? Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time and give yourself like a, I, a, a motivational <laughs> talk. <laughs> I think one of the things that um, they lack and I think that um, 
now that I'm out here doing this, I was a nonprofit for so long. I, I have mm-hmm. I have so many friends that just are in education, nonprofit and stuff. Now I have a, a couple that are this um, you know, world like defense and stuff like that. Um, that I think that we sh- we should definitely focus on teaching people about how to run a business, like how to how to make sure you read those leases to make sure that you um, have your bank, you know, like separate bank accounts, um, have your, um, your your taxes, filing them correctly, um, marketing, you know, getting your logo, your LLC, all that. I think that it's definitely something that that they teach in school, but it's very minimal. It's like, here, do a less, uh, uh, business plan. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, my business teacher, it was not the best. Um, yeah. So I ended up um, coming out and um, right away I was like, I wanted to work for myself. I knew I didn't want to work with anybody. I wanted to work for myself. And um, I, I did get into a situation where I did have to, um, I ended up signing a lease with somebody else. It was honestly a big mistake um, because it, it was just so hard to get out of it. And um, I feel like sometimes you meet people and they're so nice to you because they want to like, yeah, you know, you're, they're going to, you're going to run from them. So they're going to mm-hmm. take, take your money. And mm-hmm. um, so I do feel like maybe educating, um, educating ourselves a little bit more in just the business aspect of everything and how it's always good to, if you're not sure, ask, go to a lawyer, you know, because um, that way you're backed up, you're protected because um, people will take advantage of you. They will take advantage of you. And, um, you know, in the long run, sometimes it costs you money. It will cost you money. No, I, I, I wish in school, like, I, I wish that there was a way that, okay, everybody goes, like, we teach everybody the same thing. Everybody gets a license, passes the state board. But those people that want to go work for somebody else, okay, you graduate, go go on your merry way. But everybody that wants to open up their own business, <laughs> stick around because there's some things you need to know. I wish that they could do that. Yeah. I, I don't see that. I mean, it's a moneymaker for them. I know they like to have people come back and then they teach you, like, how to do right skincare treatments and things like right. that but how cool would it be if they could like switch switch the educational system around to have be like really nurture the students so that they come out of school confident they have their llc they have their marketing clear they have a business mm-hmm. strategy and they know how to do like some basic advanced treatments like right. how cool would that be awesome that like, would be you're all ready to open you're ready to open up then you have like the link link it up with the the Medispa equipment providers and be like, here are some new students, like take them under your wing. Why can't we do it? We have to switch the way that education is done at aesthetic schools. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, I think that um, just making sure that the the students are ready, you know, when they go out there, because we, I mean, we're we're learning every day, you know, our industry Mm -hmm. every day is something, you know, something else we have to invest our time, our money into um, our minds because it's something we're learning. So I definitely agree with you. I feel like there does need to be, um, you know, a change. And, you know, maybe just people that take that initiative to help people. Because there are students that, you know, um, I was I was listening to one of your podcasts. And I think she's from Illinois. Uh, that she does help students with their testing. Like, 
Ah, yes. I was like, wow, this is like amazing. Like, I'm going to definitely, I have students that always tell me like, well, how did you study? And um, I send them, I saved this link of, of this test thing. I'm like, this is how I studied and this is how I passed or whatever. But um, I get test anxiety. Yeah, Sam is amazing. I, I I remember that episode well, and she's based in Chicago. Yeah. So if anyone wants help with preparing for the um, Illinois State Board, she's your girl. I'll give you her. I'll put her information in the description yeah. box below. But yeah, that, it's amazing. great. That this is what this is why I'm doing yeah. what I'm doing. I want to connect people, and I want to help people, and I want to help promote women of color. Yes. Enough is enough. Definitely, yeah. And I thought that was amazing that she does that. You know, and I'm like this. Is- this is what we need. We need people that mm-hmm. care about us succeeding and don't see each other as competition. I think that's a big thing that we're always like, oh, she doesn't all this. No, we're fine. We're all here to, you know, help each other out, win and mm-hmm. be successful and help clients <laughs> with their skin. So absolutely. Better that that's you connect with to. people than you compete, you know, and, and strategize and just then you have Whether. your army. I don't see why. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much competition. You don't need that. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Every, everyone has their unique abilities. Yeah. Lourdes, to finalize, so how can we support you? I'm sure a lot of people want to get to know you better. Maybe they don't live in Wisconsin, but they want to connect with you. Yeah. Um, uh, how can you support them and help them? Okay, so my Instagram is um, face um, underscore palette aesthetic. Um, you guys can definitely reach me out. Uh, reach to me reach out to me on there sorry um send me a dm um and um you know if there's anything i can help anybody with uh, i would definitely um like to help and just um connect too and and see what we can do to help each other out and help you know other uh, you know newer estheticians that come into the industry uh, be successful too amazing i'm sure you'll get a lot of uh, dms and messages and you're going to be very busy Aww, so thank you <laughs> again thank you so much for listening to this episode new episodes and introducing you to new women of color in the beauty industry posted every friday and thank you so much for your time and i hope you have a great rest of your day or your evening wherever you are in the world thank you for having me <laughs> absolutely bye I hope that this episode was both entertaining and informative for you. Expect new episodes every Friday, so make sure you subscribe and check out my social media pages at Beauty Traducida for daily skincare content. Also, let me know if you or someone you know would like to be featured in a future episode. We would love to hear your story.